your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Katie Wu is in for Michelle Smallman. I'm Randy Carricker. Great to have you with us and great to go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. And our friend, Mike Claiborne, Claib's Online, joins us. You need to check out the Joe West podcast, 5460 with Joe West. Good morning, Claib's. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Everything's good. We're glad to have uh, Katie Wu in studio. I know, man. Katie Wu is uh, one of my favorite people I read on a regular basis, and she does a really good job uh, in her second year covering the Cardinals. She's on top of everything. Ah, oh, thanks, Claves. And right back at you. You're one of my favorite people, too. I'm excited for this little role reversal. Usually it's it's you asking me questions, so it's, it'll be good to uh, switch it up. Bring it on. Well, let's start with this. The old St. Louis Browns are in town. We aren't old enough to remember the St. Louis Browns, but man, this is an organization. Mike, I was looking last night. It it was within the last decade. They've been to the playoffs. The Orioles have three times. They've been to an American League Championship Series. You talk about a reversal of fortune. It's remarkable how bad the Orioles have become. Yeah, embarrassing is probably the word I would use, considering that at one point, they kind of mirrored the Cardinals as far as an organization was concerned. Uh, they stressed the fundamentals. They were good on defense. They had good pitching. And uh, since the current ownership has taken over, they've gone in the opposite direction. And, and it's unfortunate because fans in Baltimore uh, really deserve better. Claves, when you're looking out, let's let's play let's play GM for a moment. How would you? Well, the first thing you would fix about the Orioles, what would it be? Sell the team. <laughs> first thing I'd do, I'd sell the team to somebody else because the current ownership hasn't made a commitment, and, and that's unfortunate. Uh, second thing is, uh, you, you know, you have to build through scouting. You, you know, you have to build internally. And, you know, the free agent thing is nice if you can supplement a position here or there, but I, I think overall you have to be able to to find people who really understand scouting and development, show some patience, and, and stay with these kids that you're going to invest in. I, I think you have to really look at that more now than ever before. And don't rush them. I, I think we, we look at games and teams now, everybody's bringing up their prospects. And Dan O'Dowd had a nice piece recently about how many of these so-called phenoms are failing. And some of them will be okay. I mean, everybody hits the wall in baseball. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But I think that the the issue here is, you know, do you give this kid more room to grow or do you give him more room to hang himself? And I think that that's where you're at for a lot of these teams. And I think when you look at Baltimore, you know, obviously they're going to have top picks every year. But you have to make sure that they're the right pick for you and and be patient enough to let them succeed and also let them hit the wall from time to time. 
Claims you're talking about the Cardinal outfield, are you? We, we we saw such good things from those guys down the stretch last year, and we've seen glimpses this year, and it looks like that they all have a chance to ascend this year. Where do you think they are right now, that group of O'Neill, Bader, and Dylan Carlson? Well, I, I think really this is kind of a crossroads year for, for Bader and, and certainly O'Neill because, you know, they've been around long enough. They've had success. But I think we're all anxious to see them get to the next level. Um, and, and I think Bader more than anyone else, because of the fact that the offense hasn't been as consistent as you'd like for it to be, you see flashes enough of it, and you say, well, he's a pretty good center fielder, so you're willing to wait. Uh, I, I think Carlson is the X factor here because I think he probably has more gold gloves in his future uh, than the other two, and that's saying something when they already, when O'Neill already has two and Bader has one working on second. So I really like their future, but, you know, they're guys knocking at the door behind them. And that's a fun thing about the Cardinals. There's always somebody knocking at the door in most positions that give you the reason why you can move a guy and maybe get a prospect or get someone else that can help you in another area. Claves, I know you like to wait for evaluations uh, of a team until Flag Day, but we're look, we're one month into the season here. For me, that's when I can do my first little check mark of where the team is at. Who has surprised you the most, either in a good or a bad way, just with their overall performance uh, over the first month of the season? I think it's Ryan Helsley uh, and what he's been able to do when given the opportunity. If you remember, he was hurt a lot last year. And, you know, he obviously had a chance to get his body squared away and also think about what other pitches he was going to use. So and what he's done in his, in his 10 innings of work, uh, certainly is noticeable. And, and it's not just the fact he can throw 100 miles an hour without grunting. Uh, <laughs> I just like what else he's able to do uh, by mixing up his pitches and really going after guys instead of being the thrower that he used to be. Hey, Klaibs, overall, uh, Katie and I were talking about it earlier, you really have to like where this bullpen is headed, don't you, with uh, Helsley and mm-hmm. Gallegos at the back end. It seems like they've established a back end of the bullpen, and this is one of those, and you have to have it in Major League Baseball now, a bullpen where a guy's coming in and you don't say, uh-oh. Yeah, you're right, Randy, and I think the Cardinals have a few uh-ohs. When you think about what Gallegos can show you, and, and, and certainly the, the growth of Cabrera, and there's a guy named Jake Walsh in the organization that I think we're going to see here in the very near future. Uh, and the reports that I've heard and what I saw in spring training tell me that this guy is going to be another one of those uh-oh pitchers where what are we going to do with him because we can't hit him. And if you have enough of those guys on the back end with length, because I don't think you can really afford to have a guy to be a one-inning guy all the time anymore. Uh, we've, we've gone away from having the left-handed specialist I think you're also going to see guys have to stretch out a little bit more and give you an inning in two-thirds or perhaps two innings in order to be really effective because you've got enough guys in your bullpen where you don't have to use the same guy every day anymore. I think you've got enough length that you have enough people that you can you know, rotate them every other day if necessary. And to be clear, I was doing Fana. Oh, I was doing Todd Burns, Esteban Yan, Pedro Borbon Jr., Dennis Reyes, uh-oh. <laughs> I was the other, the other uh-oh. Well, there's another term, it's, it's old shoot, is what you really mean. Uh, not this guy. And, and, you know, there's always a guy in your bullpen you raise your eyebrow to, like, what are we, why are we playing him right now? Well, because normally you don't have anybody better or your bullpen's a little fried and you really don't want to use them. 
and you try and put them in those mop-up situations, but every now and then you have to throw them out there when somebody else brings a leak, and when they get exposed, you go back to saying, I wonder why we have them, and then that's when you get on the phone and try and find somebody a little bit better. And, and I think we saw that last year when the Cardinals found T.J. McFarland mm-hmm. and uh, Luis Garcia on the scrap heap, and those guys turned out to be just, just oh so good for the Cardinals down the stretch. Clave, speaking of oh so good, Nolan Arenado has just been lights out for this team. I mean, April Player of the Month. I mean, he came into spring training really convicted and, and being better. And of course, when you are following up a season in which you hit 30 home runs and had over 100 RBI, and you say that you weren't very good and needed to be better, kind of makes you laugh at, at just how high the expectations can be. But he certainly seems to be living up to what he has said. What have you seen from Nolan Arenado over the first month? Yeah, that's a great point, Katie. Uh, I don't know. And, you know, I don't want to say I don't know if there's anybody who shows more commitment because I think there's some guys in this team that show more commitment than I've seen in a long time. And I put Paul Goldschmidt in that category along with Tommy Edmond. But what Arnado has been able to do uh, in his opportunities, it, it is fascinating because he doesn't give away at bats. Okay, now he may not get a hit every time, but when he has two strikes, that's a guy who bears down more than a lot of guys who just surrender and say, I got no chance to hit the slider or the changeup. I'm just going to, you know, just make a casual swing and get out of here. Arnado is a battler, uh, and what he's meant on the team face along with Paul. I have to go back to, man, Kenny Boyer, Bill White, you know, and, and this is well before your time, Michelle. Uh, Terry Pendleton, Jack Clark, somewhere along that line where guys are good on both sides of the field. Uh, but, you know, when you talk about commitment, Arnado, man, he's he's right there in the, in the discussion. As Tony LaRusso would say, he's certainly tied for first. Hey, Clayton, before we talk about the Joe West podcast, I want you to react to this. Fox Sports announced within the last half hour that when Tom Brady retires, he's going to become their lead football analyst, which is great, but... I just can't believe that we're going to have a Cowboys-Rams game and more people are going to tune in, significantly more, $25 million a year worth more, to see Tom Brady be the analyst. I'm amazed at what's happened with that business. I I am too, Randy. Um, There's a handful of people, in my opinion, and and I've watched enough football and and, and the other sports, where there's very few people who actually move the needle uh, because of what Whoop. I certainly respect the work ethic that goes into it, but at the end of the day, I don't turn the game on to to hear a, an analyst. I really don't. I mean, you know, it's great that they can contribute, but that's not why I'm watching. I want to watch the players, and I'll be honest with you, I'd be more interested in watching Tom Brady the player than than Tom Brady the analyst. I agree, and Brady will play at least one more year and maybe more, but when he retires, he is going to Fox. Finally, Klaibs, you are a couple of weeks in now to the Joe West 5460 podcast. Who do you got coming up? Well, this week we have um, Mark Grace. You remember him from his days with the Cubs and certainly uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, We're going to visit with him, talk a little bit with him about his career and his relationship with Joe West and Kelly Chase who we all know and love here in St. Louis, will be part of that because Kelly Chase and Gracie uh, were in the minor leagues together in Peoria. Kelly Chase with the Peoria Rivermen and and, uh, uh, Mark Grace is with the Peoria 
cub organization. So uh, they have a few stories. So I'm I'm looking forward to everybody having a chance to check it out. Uh, we we laugh a lot. Let's just put it that way. We had laugh a lot. Not to mention the stories that Joe West has. And, and it's amazing, Randy. You, anytime I talk to him, he's got a story about something that I didn't know. <laughs> and, and it's the things you know about the game and just other things in life uh, that you find out that Joe West knew about. For instance, he was telling me yesterday about why Dodgers stayed. The Dodgers have uh, their dugout on the third base side because when Walter O'Malley would sit in the stands, the sun was always beaming on him uh, because it was on the third base, on the first base side. I mean, just little things like that. That's Some great stuff. I get a kick out of. But uh, I would suggest everybody check us out. Uh, we have a lot of fun with it and looking forward to having some uh, other great guests coming on down the road. Looking forward to it. Guaranteed entertainment with Grace and Chase. Clay, always great to have you with us. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you next week. Looking forward to it, Katie. I'll see you at the ballpark. Don't I know it. See you soon. You got it. Mike Claiborne joining us on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Love Target? Well, you're about to love it even more. Target's new Red Card Reloadable saves you 5% every Target trip in-store and online, and doesn't require a bank account or credit check to get approved. Target.com slash red card to get all the details. Restrictions apply.